Welcome to It Is Written Canada. Thank you for joining us. Today, we are looking at what it means to pray for a miracle. It is only when you feel your need of a savior that your heart will go after the only one who can help you. When Jesus, for example, was among men, it was the sick, of course, who wanted a physician. The poor, those who were hurting and suffering, hunted for Jesus. They chased after him and pursued him to receive the help and comfort they knew they could not find anywhere else. One blind man named Bartimaeus was waiting alongside a busy road for a very long time. He was waiting to see Jesus. His heart longed to meet the Savior. Crowds of people who possessed their eyesight walked right past Jesus, even brushing shoulders with the Savior. But they had no desire to be healed by Jesus. Just one look of faith would have touched the Savior's heart of love and delivered to them the blessings of His amazing grace. But they didn't see the sickness and poverty of their souls. They felt no need of a savior. This was definitely not the case with Bartimaeus, the poor man who was waiting on the side of the road. His only hope was in Jesus. As he waited and watched, he heard the pounding of many feet and he eagerly asked, what is happening? And the bystanders answered, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. His heart beat uncontrollably and with an intense desire, he cried, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Imagine the people were struggling to silence him, but Bartimaeus cried even louder, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus heard his appeal and his persevering faith was rewarded. Not only was his physical eyesight restored, but the eyes of his understanding were opened. The first face Bartimaeus saw was the face of his Redeemer and the Son of Righteousness shone into his soul. Everyone who feels their need of a Savior as did blind Bartimaeus, and who will be as serious and determined as he was, will like him receive the blessing that they crave. Today our special guest on Eddie Canada is Alma Mazanaris, who prayed, Lord, show me a miracle. But he got far more than he asked for. It was definitely not what he expected. In a moment, you will hear his story. Pastor Elmer Manzanares, welcome to It Is Written Canada. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be here. Pastor, before we begin, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and where you're from? Sure, thank you. Um, I was born in Nicaragua. 
And uh, I married about 21, 22 years ago. I am losing my uh, count already. But we have uh, four children. Um, a daughter who is a nurse, uh, she lives in London, Ontario, and three younger uh, sons who are at Berman University. Two of them are uh, studying theology. They want to become pastors as I am. And um, uh, the, young, the one of the twins is uh, taking psychology. I have been in the ministry since 1996. That, I think, it's about 27 years since I am uh, working in some kind of ministry within the church. We're talking about miracles. As a pastor, you've probably seen some miracles, Pastor Elmer. Yes, I have seen a few miracles, more than a few, actually. Um, since I am a young person, I survived an earthquake when I was 12 years old. And I saw people, uh, you know, houses uh, crumbling down. And uh, our house remained in, in, in the whole neighborhood. Uh, I also experienced uh, a, a war in Nicaragua when I was 19. And I saw people um, dying, being killed, uh, people being burned. And, and, and I experienced uh, how the Lord preserved our lives. So I have seen extreme circumstances in life, and I have seen lots of miracles. But I haven't seen or experienced the, a personal healing in my life. And as a pastor, you know, I preach about Jesus Christ. Very often, every weekend, I am preaching about His miracles. And, and how he was able to resurrect individuals and, and, and um, give sight to, to the blind. And I think, yes, I believe that. I believe all of those stories. But uh, I believe that the times in which we're living, um, it's necessary for pastors to be able to experience miracles so that we can pray with greater authority and greater faith. So there was a point when I came uh, and I was convicted that I needed to pray to the Lord to uh, allow me to experience or to see a miracle so that I can uh, tell it and preach about it with greater authority. So from the time you were young, you witnessed miracles on the outside, uh, war, earthquakes, but you were requesting a miracle of healing, a personal miracle of healing. You wanted to see that. How was that prayer request answered? Well, first of all, I need to uh, explain that I, I prayed that kind of a prayer for several weeks. And I was expecting that miracle to, not from me, uh, but from somebody who is at a hospital uh, with some kind of cancer and maybe seeing that kind of healing. One morning, I went to visit our uh, uh, Red River Junior Academy School, and I decided to spend time with the young people and uh, play some baseball with them. Um, my kids, two of, three of my kids were playing in the, uh, in the opposite team. I was pitching, and they have a friend who is uh, very strong. He was at the bat at the moment, so I pitched the perfect ball, and the kid hit the ball, and it landed right on my forehead. It was 
very painful. I felt like crawling on the ground. It was extremely pain, painful, but I didn't want to you know, make the scene and, 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 and it was embarrassing. I remained having a headache for about 45 minutes, maybe an hour after that. And then um, it went, will go away and it came back after. It was extremely painful. It's one of those uh, uh, hits that you take in your body that are uncomparable in your lives. But about uh, uh, two or three weeks after, I went to uh, an optometrist, and uh, he said that I uh, that he saw something strange. I had a lot of floaters in my in my uh, eye, and he said that that is a sign that, that I was going to lose my sight. I didn't want to believe that. Um, at moments, I was uh, seeing a little bit uh, uh, blurry. And I didn't pay uh, further attention to it. It, it was uh, a period of time when there was a lot of dust in the environment, and I thought it was, uh, you know, because of that. Eventually, about three months after that incident, I went to Andrews University to take a few classes. And uh, while I was in, in a break, I experienced a retinal detachment. I completely lost my vision. I went to the doctor, and when I was rushed into the hospital, the doctor said, it's too late. Your retinal detachment has uh, happened for the last 24 hours, which means that we don't have to rush you into uh, an operation because it's too late. And we're going to, so he made an appointment for two or three days after that, and of course, it's horrible to lose your sight. Although it was only one sight, it was the right side, um, it, it, it is uh, an extreme emotional uh, experience. That night, I decided to spend some time praying in, um, in, in an area of the university that has a lot of trees, you know, close to nature. I remember asking the Lord, Lord, I asked you for a miracle. I didn't remember about this. And I think this will be a wonderful opportunity. But this is not a moment when I am smiling. I am actually crying during this period of time. And I'm asking the Lord, it would be wonderful if you give me a miracle of returning my sight again. And I prayed for about four continuous hours. I got up at four o'clock in the morning, more or less, and I couldn't cry more. I couldn't uh, continue asking for more. In spite of uh, the pain that I was going through, it was one of those moments when you feel the presence of God. And I got up after four hours of long prayers, feeling that I was going to be able to experience a miracle. Eventually, I went to the operation, and when I got up from that operation, I had a massive headache. And uh, I asked the doctor to allow me to continue sleeping. I, I was in terrible pain. They gave me uh, uh, medication for uh, pain. Twice, I fell asleep, and then the, I realized uh, some time after that, uh, the nurses were saying, Elmer, Elmer, you have to get up. You have to get up. 
it's like uh, uh, they were saying you cannot continue sleeping. It, it's too long. You have to react. And so I got up. I was concerned, uh, the doctor said, because uh, people who react the way you were reacting means that you are rejecting completely the operation. The, the, the process was that they will take all the fluid of my eye and then they would put a, a liquid or, or a gas in form of liquid. I, I don't really know uh, all the procedures or the names of this uh, procedure, but um, basically he thought I was rejecting the whole process. You know, after 15 days, during those 15 days, actually, I saw liquid, uh, you know, coming down on my eye. And finally, I saw a last drop there. But when I was uh, maybe one quarter down, I saw for the first time the, the top of a tree. And to me, that was basically an answer to my prayer. When it was halfway on my eyeball, I was able to, to I asked one of my classmates to, uh, you know, put, uh, whatever fingers, number of fingers he could, and I counted, and we all celebrated. Of course, they were also praying for me, and we celebrated because I was able to count the fingers. To me, that was uh, an answer to a miracle. However, I had to go uh, through uh, several procedures, at least two more operations. It was uh, a, a long process. And, and I began to pray again, Lord, please uh, don't allow my, uh, my, my vision to be lost again. And so eventually I went to the, the third uh, intervention, which was a laser kind of procedure. It has been three years since then. And every day of my life for the last three years, I have been experiencing what I called a micro miracle. Every day, every day. Now you have to understand, when the doctors say, you will never gain your sight again. And after the third intervention, they say, your sight will never be the same. And, and, and you see certain patterns, and you are praying with faith, because you believe the Lord is going to give you a sight. I am able to read my Bible with the glasses. Um, I believe the Lord has done that kind of miracle. I am able to see clearly um, over the last few years, two years, I have seen uh, people being distorted to uh, being completely well-formed. And um, I am able to see clearly certain, uh, to a certain distance better than with my left eye. So I can say today, that I have experienced truly a miracle in my life. Um, th this, is, this takes greater reality. When I hear the, the specialists say, you won't get your sight. And in spite of those uh, diagnoses or prognosis, I am able to see. I'm able to read my Bible. You know, the Bible has small letters. Well, I am able to read them and every day continue to um, improve the quality of my vision. I praise the Lord for that. Pastor Alma, what you have experienced is clearly a miracle. How do you understand what God has been doing for you through these 
micro-miracles that you refer to? I believe the Lord doesn't only answer to prayers, but he answers to the life of individuals. God is interested in eternal life, in giving us something beyond of what we asked for. And in the process, he is interested in transforming our lives. I believe that micro-miracles were necessary for me to learn many other things. It was through these experiences that I have come to realize the importance of uh, being patient. Patience is one of the greatest things that I have learned. This reminds me of a story in the Bible where on one occasion uh, a blind man asked to be healed. And uh, the Bible says that Jesus spat on uh, a little bit of dust and he touched the eye of the blind person. And then he asked, are you able to see? And uh, the blind man said, yes, I can see trees, like um, I can see people like trees walking. And so he touched again. And uh, then he said he was able to see. And, and, and that is one example of uh, the miracles that Jesus made. You know, in my uh, growing, spiritually growing process in life, I always wondered why on that occasion Jesus uh, performed a miracle and it took two stages. And I, th I think that I have experienced that at times the Lord does that because he wants to teach us other things. Some of the things that I have learned is how to take care of my body. You know, there is a close connection between body and mind and joy and happiness and peace. And so in the process, I have learned to take care of my body. Uh, I have been able to lose 50 pounds in the last three years because of the experiences of losing my sight. And so that meant that I am also learning how to be a better individual, uh, how to exercise, eat properly, and, and uh, try to understand the, the holistic aspect of health in my life. And, and all of that has been a blessing to me, and consequently a blessing to my, the members of my family and to the members of the churches I pastor for. As a pastor, how has this miracle affected your ministry? Oh, it has affected uh, positively and, and greatly. I am more sensitive to people who are suffering. I feel a great responsibility to visit people who are in the hospital or to people who, people who are at home unable to uh, come to church. This experience has helped me to be more, more loving and caring, more sensitive and how to give encouragement to people. I remember while I was in the hospital, my kids would call me sometimes, and uh, as I explained before, you go through deep depression and, and, and feelings of loneliness. And, and when my children called me uh, several times at the beginning of this experience, I asked them if they could share a verse of the Bible that could give me hope. And so this time, I was the patient. I needed a pastor. And I asked my children to share whatever verse of the Bible so that they could bring me hope again. And I experienced the effect of sharing 
those verses that strengthen our faith. And because of that, every time I go and visit a person, a family, either while they're sick or going through difficulties, spiritually speaking, I always share a verse. I always pray for them and, and, and tell them either my personal testimony or stories from the Bible to strengthen their uh, personal life. I think it is important for a pastor to be able to bring hope and uh, new beginnings to people. What would you say to someone who has prayed for a miracle and they didn't get that? I appreciate that question because um, we serve a God who knows everything from beginning to end. And sometimes he answers positively what we ask for, but other times he doesn't. And when he doesn't answer according to our expectations, we can be sure that he's always looking for the best for us. And uh, whenever he doesn't answer according to our expectations, he will give us the strength to be able to continue being strong and keep in faith without receiving that which we ask for. So I'm, I'm interested in the doctor, the doctor who told you you're never going to be able to see again. What is he saying now? Well, I haven't been able to see that doc, uh, the doctor for one year already, actually for about six, seven months. Uh, the last time uh, I saw him, he said, well, I'm not doing that much for you. He said, uh, I'm going to uh, just uh, ask the secretary to uh, make an appointment for you in one year. So um, I said that my eye has improved greatly and he was a little bit cold and he said, wonderful, good. <laughs> that was it. Um, but since then, my eye, my vision has improved amazingly, amazingly. It, it's, it's, I think I'm gonna end up seeing much better with my right eyes than, than with my left eye. So we'll see when I see him again. If you think of a, a biblical character that you can identify with, um, who would that be? I like to think about, uh, very often I think about that uh, occasion when uh, Paul asked the Lord to take away that thorn in the flesh. You know, that, that's amazing because uh, when you consider Paul was a huge person in, in the New Testament. He was preaching all the time. He ended up uh, writing 14 books of the 27 books of the New Testament. He was an amazing person, yet he had an issue physically, and he asked the Lord to take it away. And the answer was, my grace is sufficient. In other words, he didn't receive what he expected, but he was able to keep that faith and be faithful to the end of his life. And that is a great testimony of how the Lord uh, gives us the strength to continue fighting with the issues and difficulties of life with faith. Pastor Alma, one final question. Is there a Bible verse that has helped you to move forward in your faith with God? There is one verse in uh, Psalms 37, verse 4. It says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. 
on occasions we don't have uh, a request of miracle in our lives. But we might ask the Lord to give us success at university to obtain a degree or to protect our children. And that verse uh, really is uh, uh, a wonderful light in my life. It's conditional. Uh, it, it, it implies first obedience. Delight yourself in the Lord means have a relationship with God. Um, a, a relationship that brings delight to your life. And then he will give you the desires of your heart. And what greater desire, you know, as a parent, one thing that I ask the Lord is, bless my children, protect them, surround them with your protection, give them success. You know, those are the greatest uh, uh, requests from a parent. But if you are a young person trying to uh, achieve success in life, well, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. That is the best outcome you can expect in this world. It's beautiful. Pastor, as we close off, I wonder if you could pray for our viewers. Maybe there is someone who is thinking, God only worked miracles in Bible times, but I haven't seen him work a miracle in my life now, and maybe they need to see this. Sure, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to praise your name for you are so amazing. Today I've been asked to pray and I think about thousands and thousands of individuals who are watching It Is Written Canada and they will hear this testimony and realize that you are real, that you come and answer our lives to our lives in other words, prayers don't answer only the request, but answer to the life of the person who is requesting. And dear Heavenly Father, as you have given me this experience to tell a story about your power and your loving kindness, I pray that you will bless each of the people who are watching this program today. And I pray that you will send your Holy Spirit to be close to them, to encourage them, to minister to them, and to bring peace, and to give them according to the desires of their hearts. All of these things we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Pastor Alma, thank you so much for sharing your story with us on Eddie's Written Canada today. Thank you. It is an honor for me to be here today. In the darkest days, when appearances seem most forbidding, have faith in God. He's working out His will, doing all things well in behalf of His children. If you're feeling like the wheels are falling off and your life is becoming unglued, or if your wheels are simply spinning and you're not getting anywhere, you will find solutions to these and many more setbacks in this little book, our free offer, help in daily living. This practical guide to experiencing abundant life will help you face financial fears, relationship challenges, unexpected crises, people who just keep getting on your nerves and countless other obstacles that periodically block your way. Before you go, we would also like to invite you to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel and also listen to our podcasts. 
and if you go to our website, you can see our latest programs. You too can experience the fullness of life that is found in the words of Jesus when he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God.